When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. And guess what? You don't have to die at the hands of a shape-shifting clown to join. No, all you have to do is tune in every Friday as us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. Each week, we'll either spend hours reading between the pages of one of his books or chew on his latest tweets and Hollywood headlines. What's more, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Mick Garris, Jerry O'Connell, Mary Lambert, Will Wheaton, and the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sounds and the Consequence Podcast Network. Uh, wherever you're listening from today, take a moment to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that I put out every single week. That means whether you're listening on Spotify, checking us out on YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today my guest is Ingrid Michelson. She's got a Christmas album out. It's her first one. It's called Songs of the Season. It is completely beautiful and has a lot of nostalgia tied into it. We're going to talk about that nostalgia, the singers that influenced her and her time with Christmas as a kid. She also wrote an original for the album, Happy Happy Christmas. It's on the sadder side of things, but we'll talk about how that makes sense with all of this as well. And then she gives us an update on her next record, which I'm going to go ahead and say has a big tie-in with the Netflix show Stranger Things. you got to check it out. It's Kyle Meredith with Ingrid Michaelson. Hello. Congratulations on this uh, this new album, Song for the Season. Thank you. I think I saw the cover maybe before I heard all the songs. And that cover, I mean, it paints a mood. So many inherit, oh, yeah, inherited records that I've got over the years had that font. Uh, like, <laughs> you're, you're going for a mood on that, right? Oh, totally. I wanted to make something that was like the music that I like to listen to, which is, you know, Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole and Judy Garland and the, you know, the, the Peanuts, Charlie Brown Christmas. Like, I wanted something that felt older. And the visuals are, you know, pretty important, I think, to like you said, to kind of paint a picture about what you're going to listen to. So I'm glad that you said that. That's awesome. I mean, it is such a classic sounding record. And I think a lot of artists 
might strive for that every now and then, but they don't always hit it. And I really do think that you've you've done that on this one. Yeah, we well, we that was a big thing for me. It was like the word nostalgia. I kept just saying this has to be nostalgic. It has to leave people feeling like they've heard this before. And my producers, Saul Simon McWilliams and Dan Romer, they took it very seriously. And you know the way that. They would mic things, they used, the mics they used, using a live orchestra as opposed to having one person come in and double the violin part and then triple the violin part and then do the cello, you know, just, there's, and just the way that the, the filters on the vocals, you know, everything, obviously we used, you know, technology of, of today, but we tried our best to, to implement um, techniques that, of how things were back in the 50s and to try to get that sound. And, and compliments, you know, you mentioned that orchestra, those strings and woodwinds. Uh, and I'll say, oh, yeah. especially even on uh, on New Year's Eve, I, I think that's where I really just, they, they melted me. They did. Yeah, the strings are so great. There's a song on there. The only original song is called Happy, Happy Christmas. And um, I wanted there to be more, but I, it's hard to write. For me, it's hard to write a Christmas song that isn't kind of cheesy. So I, I just, I wrote one and I was like, I love it. And I'm just going to leave it at this. And it's it's a very, it's a sad song, but it's also a hopeful song. And, um, you know, I was very fond of it and, and, and whatever. But then when I heard it with the strings, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I was like, I can't listen to this song. I can't <laughs> listen to it. It just breaks my heart. Those yeah. strings like are just so gorgeous. And it's funny how when you build, you know, the song is the skeleton, you know, and then all the, the instruments and the production around it, that's the flesh and the muscle and, and all the, you know, building up all around it. And um, it really can take a song from, from one place to another. That that song, you know, you said it's a sad song. There, there, would you mind telling the story behind Happy, Happy Christmas? I wrote it about my mother who passed away a few years ago. Just the idea of, because the holidays are, you know, well, I love them. And I, I start celebrating and, you know, I start watching Christmas movies in September. It's like Christmas is a no joke for me. I'm The fact that I haven't had a record yet, a holiday record yet, is crazy. But um, I just wanted it to make the perfect one and I needed the time to make it. So that's why it took me so long. But a lot of there are a lot of sad things that come with the holidays and i i wanted that to be part of the record it's not you know i don't want to gloss over people's pain and people's loss because every year you know they're they're reminders they're they're sort of these tent poles in our life and and they bring good memories and it and bring sad memories and i so so that that song is about the idea of understanding that there is sadness at this time of year but also that there's so much joy it, to be had and that I, you know, specifically for me, it's more like I know that my mother wouldn't want me to lose my childlike wonder and love of the holiday season. And she would want me to have a happy Christmas. She would want me to, to, to keep that spirit alive. And so that's what that's what that song is about, you know, in a sort of global thing. It's it's the idea of persevering through hard times to know that, that if you look hard enough, you're, you, you can find that light. Well, I think, you know, the best Christmas albums of all time, I mean, they've carried that balance uh, of of joyfulness and, and melancholy. And I think that's really important on like like this is a sad song and it has those notes in there, as you're saying. But there is uh, also that bigger message. But even on some of the happier songs. You you found that balance in there, you know how yeah. how to kind of pull it down to where it's not too uh, overboard on the happiness, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I I wanted it to be something that everybody could enjoy, and that, that you wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, the incessant sleigh bells in the background. I, I wanted there to be a good balance. Yeah, what what is? I mean, maybe beyond that, what is the biggest challenge of doing a Christmas record? Um, I think 
you're doing something that so many other people have done before you and are currently doing. I mean, there's tons of records out this year also. Um, I know like John Legend and I released our record on the exact same day, and he's got a number of the same. He's got at least two songs or three songs, I think, that are the exact same songs that I'm doing. And it's just a matter of like, how do you put your stamp on it? How do you make it sound like your own? And then also with me, it was also how do I keep this sort of nostalgic, timeless, Stitch vibe. So it was, there's there's a lot, you're up against a lot when it comes to a holiday record because these songs are, are beloved songs. You know, people know these songs, they love these songs, they love the originals. So you, you, you got to really try to make something that's going to not rival the original because there's just no way to rival the originals, but to to honor them and to make them yours. Now, to me, like, you know, if I were an artist, I, I, w- I always thought the smartest thing an artist could do was get a holiday hits. Because even if no one's yeah. buying your records, well, you know, that'll, that'll cycle around every single year and you could have a whole career off of that. <laughs> yeah, it's what we call evergreen because it comes, it, it never goes away. It comes back every year. So, yeah, like everybody, so Sia has a deluxe album. Her record came out last year. Gwen Stefani has a deluxe album this year, you know. So I was like, okay, so next year I guess I'll just put out a deluxe <laughs> version. It's the kind of thing that resurfaces. You know, if you're like Mariah Carey and she has all I want for Christmas is you, which I have a version of that on the record that's completely different from the original. Yeah. I really mind the sadness and the longing in that song. <laughs> it, uh, that's actually one of my favorites on the record because I think it's just so vastly different from the original. And we tried to take this modern song and pull it kind of pull it back into that into that older world. But yeah, she she really. I mean, that's one that's one of the hugest songs. I mean, I think period, but yes, around the holidays, and it comes back every year, and every year you see it on the charts, and there it is again. Yeah. It just, and I remember when that song came out and how huge it was in the 90s, but you have no idea. I mean, it just every year it comes back, so <laughs> she, she figured it out for sure. And every year those royalty checks will come around as well. That's what I said. If you, mm-hmm. Even if you had no, no you know, timeless hits, but if you had that one you know, Christmas song, like, you're fine. You're good. I, I, I would spend my yeah. entire career trying to write that. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's hard, though, because people tend to not want new holiday songs. They want the old ones. Mm-hmm. They want the old ones they know, you know. So, and I'm that way, too. Like, I don't, I don't love a new holiday. I'm like, I want the old stuff. Like, let me hear how you interpret the old stuff. Every once in a while, something will poke through, and I'm like, oh, okay, that I really like. But I'm, I'm very, I'm a classic when it comes to holiday music, so that's, that's what I tried to do. I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty solid relationship w- with Christmas itself. Did you have, a, the like, the traditional Christmases growing up? Oh, yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was just such a wonderful time of the year. My, I, I grew up in a, this big old Victorian house in Staten Island, and we would decorate the house, get a huge Christmas tree. We had really tall ceilings, and um, my family's half Swedish. Christmas is a big deal in, in Sweden, and we'd have a Christmas Eve party every year where there's like, you know, the neighborhood would descend upon our house, and it was a big house, so it could fit a lot of people, and, you know, 50, 60, 70 people, everyone's singing Christmas carols, my dad would be playing piano, people would bring food, it was a big potluck, and we would make our Swedish meatballs, and, you know, it was, it was, 
very, um, it's a, it was very, it was filled with traditions, which I think for me, I love tradition. I love doing the same thing. Like, you know, I, I like, I just, I find it very grounding and very comforting. So I think Christmas is like such a big tradition where every year you bring out the same boxes and you put up the wreath on that spot and you do this. And, you, and I grew up in the same house my whole life, never wow. moved. And we, yeah, my, both my parents have passed, but my brother and I, we still own the house. So it's like, this is, you know, it was very much just this routine and every year would come around and, you know, you get off of school and, and you get presents and, you know, the, I, the older I got, the more it sort of turned from me being excited to get things. Now I love getting presents and I've actually, all my Christmas shopping is pretty much done. And I've even wrapped almost every present that I have bought and I've bought hundreds of presents wow. and, and some of them are already under the tree, which we already have up decorated. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I am, you you know, I'm going on tour for three weeks. Right, right. I'm not going to be here for a bulk of the time when I normally would be. So I'm kind of like cramming it all in right now while I'm home. Um, so yeah, I, I have a I have a very strong relationship with Christmas. <laughs> what is that? Uh, so so you know, Halloween kicks off the holiday season. Thanksgiving is it in the way or is it still its own thing? Mm-mm. So this is the way I feel about it. <laughs> I start watching Christmas films in September, but there's certain films that I watch, the ones that aren't like too, too Christmassy. Like I'll save um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, um, It's a Wonderful Life. Like those tend to be for like the end of November, but like Elf, The Family Stone, there's a criteria. Krampus has entered into the, the, the library now. So there's some that you can watch earlier, but I, I also tangentially celebrate Halloween and Thanksgiving. Like it just sort of fits in between my you know, I take a break. Okay, okay, yeah, now it's Halloween, but then back to Christmas the next day. And then Thanksgiving to me is just basically like, you know, the little sister of Christmas. Like, right. it's like, here we go. Like, this is this is it. So they, they're almost one and the same for me. It's just a very drawn out, long celebration of the holiday season in general for me. Well, I'm glad I got you in the middle of the most, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, the most wonderful time of your year, at least. <laughs> it really is. It, it's 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 really it's I look I do look forward to it and you would think as an adult it, it would have dulled a little bit but I think because I've gone through a lot of loss in my life it's actually it's still it, it's never going away you know what I mean right Christmas isn't going to leave me and so there's something really special and comforting to know that, that I'll always have I'll always have that. So I'm I'm just I'm I'm over the moon about my record. It's the perfect. It's to me it's perfect. It's exactly what I wanted from the visuals to the the flutes to everything. So I'm just I'm so happy that that I finally had the time to to really dig in and do this the way I wanted to because this is the this is the one. You know I probably won't make another one. Um, although I might have a deluxe next year, like I said, but. <laughs> But this is like the one. This is the one that, you know, and I I saw something, you know, on Instagram. Someone sent me a message of their little daughter, like five or six, and she was dancing around the living room. And and the the woman's like, this is going to be Casey's Christmas record that she'll grow up listening to. And that just like made me almost cry because I had those records. I had those like, you know, those few CDs of my dad's. I was like, got to put this one on. Then I got to put this one on, you know, and I know every the world is so different now. But um, but the fact that she said that it's like I am. I'm going to be part of people's holidays, and that's to me extremely important and special. Do you know when you're going to do the next one? Is that the next non-holiday record? Is that still in the plans? Uh, are you started on that as well? Yes, 
Um, I'm actually, <laughs> to take a step in a completely different direction, I'm working on, I announced it last year, I'm working on a Stranger Things-inspired record. Awesome. Um, so it's a different kind of nostalgia. It's a 1980s nostalgia as opposed to a 1950s. Yeah, I'm working on that probably uh, early, sometime early next year um, or maybe in the summer of next year at some point, I think. Now, does that just mean 80s and, you know, in, uh, Stranger Things-inspired because of the sound of the 80s or is that going to give it a darker tint on the content as well it's about the show so the songs are some songs are more broad and and some songs are very specific to the characters and to the plot not so specific that if you were to listen to it you would have no idea what i'm talking about but it's uh, but if you do know what i'm talking about you will be like oh i totally get that oh i get that oh i get that and then there's some broader themes of you know what the show makes how the show makes me feel in general and what what it reminds me of and um we're still writing the 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 record but i'm i'm very excited about it it's going to be a lot of fun that's one of my favorite shows uh even these two seasons i can say it's one of my favorite shows of all time i i obsessed with it oh. right along with everybody else so uh, this is really interesting to me i can't wait to hear this so you're gonna like it then yeah you'll be like oh i get that line oh i get that oh that's cool uh, that's what i'm excited about but it also like i've had friends who don't know the show that i've played a couple songs for and they're like oh, this is gorgeous i remember i wrote this um i wrote the lyrics to this one song and i sent it to my boyfriend this is when i first had the idea and he was like oh that's so pretty is that about your mom and i was like no <laughs> it's about joyce trying to, you know the song is called through the christmas lights and the, the general mm-hmm. gist of the chorus is um and i'll talk to you through the christmas lights because she does that's how she talks right, to i'm right. getting i'm totally nerding out now but she you know she she asked him to blink once for no to, twice for yes whatever but it's also very metaphorical like i'm going to talk to you through the christmas lights because you're gone you know so it's that kind of thing where like it's it, it could it sounds like it's a, it's being sung in metaphor but it's actually literally no it's winona Ryder sitting in the closet talking to her son who is on in the upside down through the christmas lights so that's like just a taste of what of what we're dealing with <laughs> you found out a way to extend your christmas all the way into the next record I which know. ties in with halloween that's well, amazing I help it because that first that first season was all about christmas uh-huh uh-huh so christmas in the 80s well how much more nostalgia can i handle no, i mean hard. i was like in, instantly in love with that show <laughs> i can't wait to hear it ingrid thank you so much uh for talking today and and congratulations again on songs for the season it is a seriously lovely record thank you so much <laughs> All right. Be looking forward to that next one, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. Bye. And my thanks to Ingrid Michelson for giving me the call there. The Christmas album is called Songs for the Season. It is out right now, and I cannot wait to hear what this Stranger Things record sounds like as well. If you haven't already, uh, please do hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. After that, you can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.